Welcome to Health Unabashed, a show that explores the edgy side of technology, transforming patient care, and the power of collaboration and innovation to advance the triple aim. Hosted by digital health advocate, author, and thought leader Gil Bash, the show looks at the thought-provoking ideas, people, and companies that are making a difference. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show, and join Gil as we engage industry talent who share their insights and best practices to create sustainable change. On today's show, our guest is physician, scientist, educator, and innovation and climate activist, Dr. Reed Omery, professor and chair of radiology at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and professor of biomedical engineering at the Vanderbilt University School of Engineering. And with that introduction, Gil, over to you. Greg, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, and it's always happy and thrilling to have you with me, my friend. We're with an incredible guest today on a very pressing topic. You know, I I always believe that the planet, well, the planet doesn't need us. We need the planet. In a a way, we're just a virus to the planet, And, and so we have a, we have a certainly a social and business responsibility to care for the planet's health, but we have a medical responsibility to care for the planet's health. And I probably have the, one of the best people in the United States to speak to us about that responsibility. And that's Dr. Reed Omre from Vanderbilt University Medical Center. He's a chaired professor. He's in a very unusual background. Actually, I'm going to ask him to talk a little bit about that background, but He is an interventional radiologist. He specializes in in caring for people with cancer. He's uh, actually connected to the Department of Engineering. He has an engineering background. And when you bring um, engineering and medicine and technology and knowledge of public policy together, when you take a look at some of the really risk factors of what it is to have an ill planet um, and people standing on it, probably there's no better person to have on this program that Dr. Reed Omre. And Dr. Omre, thank you so much. Uh, Reed, I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about your background. And I know I know that radio is, is comfortable to you because you started your college career as a DJ um, on a rock program. And obviously you've moved from rock music to caring for um, obviously geology, but tell us a little bit about that background. Uh, Gil and, and- Greg, it's so such an honor to be here. I want to want to thank you and thank all, all the listeners. And uh, you know, I think a lot of ways our, our lives are hard to predict. And while I may have started out in uh, college radio and uh, being interested in uh, rock music as a as a DJ, uh, who would have ever thought? Uh, and I certainly wouldn't have that I would live in Music City uh, here in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, and that I would be a a physician, a scientist, an educator, and now. Uh, as a uh, as a father, uh, really having a, a very different perspective uh, for how I can bring uh, my collective efforts to think uh, outside of myself and outside of medicine, and to think broadly about what impact I might have to help our planet. I also know that you are very dedicated to this concept. You're not new to environmental health. You, uh, I understand that you also have a very successful podcast program going called Climate Is Us. And I'm, I, I, I would love to hear about the inspiration behind that program, but I'd also love to hear about how you're mobilizing one of our nation's great um, medical centers 
to to really take a look at the environment. I just want to give our listeners an example of that, that I'm very sensitive to. Um, hospitals in the United States occupy about 5% of our commercial space. They use about 20% of our power, our power grid in the United States. It's hard to believe all that technology, you know, when CAT scans are going and pet machines, um, all of that, and generators, it takes up a lot of power. And of course, in hospitals, we're dealing with tremendous amounts of, uh, of non-disposable uh, medical waste. Hospitals, I also believe, are going to be in the forefront of taking ownership of environmental health, many different ways. They're, using, they're transforming from paper to digital, of taking a look at sustainability, all of that. And, um, and Reed, I know you are really one of the people in the vanguard of that movement, raising awareness throughout the nation. So I'd love to hear about your programs. I'd love to hear about your perspective. And I, um, I hope you don't mind because I know you're doing great things. Tell us a little bit about um, the heavy lifting that you're taking on. Absolutely. And I think it's something that I've really been drawn to from uh, wanting to make the biggest difference that I can. And as a, as a young kid, I was always interested in astronomy and thinking about what uh, relationship I might have to the to the universe. And as a kid, I would uh, I would use a telescope and want to look up at the heavens. Um, what I found myself over time is instead of peering into the heavens with a telescope, I would peer into the human body using imaging equipment, CTs, MRI scanners, ultrasound. And I was always a, a, a fidgety kid and wanted to try and understand how things worked and do what I, I could also to try and fix them. And so I found myself entering a field in radiology where I could try to fix things within the human body. Uh, that's what an interventional radiologist does. Uh, we might be able to inject materials that will help uh, try and, and uh, treat cancer, for instance. Uh, as a uh, uh, As a leader of radiology at Vanderbilt, I find that I have the opportunity to look beyond the single patient that I might be caring for and think, uh, how can I expand uh, the impact of what we do to affect more and more patients? How do, we, how do we affect the health of people that are coming to our medical center? And how might we improve the health and the well-being of those outside of our medical center? Really asking, how do we scale our impact? How do we maximize that? And I think that's really what drew me into medicine is trying to make a difference where I, I felt I could, uh, I could impact uh, the well-being of others. Uh, and I found I can do that uh, really effectively by either training the next generation of physicians, by taking care of uh, uh, patients directly, by conducting research, and as I've grown older, realizing that stepping out of uh, medicine and trying to advocate for changes that will affect as many uh, members of our community and our population as possible is something that is within reach. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, it's, it's suitable, it's appropriate that you're in Nashville. And I know that, you know, we, we, we joked a little bit about the, the, the rock music background and here you are in Music City. Um, and I always counter that, actually. You know, I think the music business in Nashville is about 
big business, about $26 billion per annum. And I think the health business in Nashville is about twice that size. You know, between um, Vanderbilt University Medical Center, one of the great medical centers of our nation, maybe of the world, and then you take a look at, um, the, you know, of course, the Frist family and, and their innovative spirit and spawning off all sorts of innovative companies. Uh, Nashville has become the health provider capital of the United States. I'm glad you're there because I, I think you're going to be able to affect more change nationally in the capital of the health system um, and, and get stuff done. So I want to drill down a little bit to the problems. And um you know, we talked earlier, I've been writing a lot about Echo Health. I am concerned about this across the board. I don't think that we, we sometimes think of it as pollution or climate change even, but, but we, we tend to forget that all of these shifts in our environmental ecosystem have a direct impact on human health, on the social determinants of health. On, on racial inequalities that deal with health. And, you know, I've had the ple- pleasure of listening to you uh, on your podcast program, Climate Is Us. I've had the pleasure of reading some of your work and visiting your website. I, I recommend everybody who's listening to us today, go see what Dr. Omre is doing. It's, it's uh, essential. That's all I'll say. I really would appreciate if you'd share with our listeners some of your big projects right now, because I, I think what you're doing is encouraging, inspiring, and I left visiting your work hopeful, hopeful that we can affect change. Gil, we're, we're doing a, a ton and we're trying to work as fast as we can to uh, address this critical climate crisis. And I think the first thing that we need to do in healthcare is realize that this is an issue that affects all of us. When we realize that climate care is healthcare, we start recognizing that it's part of who we are. We entered medicine uh, and there's the Hippocratic Oath, the first do no harm. We in the healthcare industry uh, emit uh, uh, so much uh, uh, pollution that when we look at the healthcare costs associated with that, the World Health Organization has estimated $2.8 trillion in costs in one, in one year. So this is big, this matters. And uh, we have to ask ourselves, uh, for me as a physician or for others in healthcare, we have lots of trust that the public has and, and a, a significant need for we take care of people when they're sick. They rely on us. And to ask how might we use that trust to speak for the planet, to speak for uh, on, on behalf of, uh, of those without voices, those who have been marginalized, and even, even those who aren't humans, other species, we have the opportunity today to start thinking, not just globally, but with a planetary mindset, something that extends beyond nation states, uh, beyond people, and, th- and recognizing the impact that we can have as humans on the planet and how the the uh, health of the planet impacts humans we're all interconnected so um thank you so much for that and uh, you know again when when i listen to you whether it's your podcast or right now on our our radio program 
I, I feel encouraged that there are people like you mobilizing other people out there. Um, in terms of your work in Uni uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center, is there uh, something that you want to point out to us that we should be watching closely? Absolutely. And that's uh, really trying to get the word out and inspire action at as many levels as possible. And we've, uh, we've done that, for instance, by uh, uh, having uh, grand rounds where we will have experts in uh, the relationship of climate change, say, to policy or climate change uh, to health, come and speak and share their knowledge so that we can start a conversation uh, whether it's amongst our trainees or whether it's amongst our uh, physicians or our hospital administrators for what we might do to start uh, uh, changing our way of practice. COVID has been a tremendous laboratory for us to learn about what we might do uh, collectively and how to do things differently. One of the um, unexpected benefits of, uh, of COVID is that it's it's opened up the willingness for uh, for everyone uh, to consider how might we connect virtually, and we've seen uh, the growth of telehealth immensely uh, because of COVID. Well, you know, I'm in radiology, and radiology we started reading images remotely twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. And we called it teleradiology. And if I tell somebody now, if I try to recruit somebody into uh, uh, Vanderbilt radiology and say, you should come join us because we do teleradiology, they'll just laugh at me. Everybody does teleradiology. Teleradiology is radiology. And we're going to find that telehealth just becomes another way uh, of that standard of doing care of patients, of taking care of patients, and they don't have to hop in their cars. We don't have all those emissions to worry about. And we can then start thinking about uh, how, does, uh, uh, how does what we do in medicine um, impact carbon emissions? And we can start asking questions we've never asked before. Uh, you know, one question I'd like to, to, to know is what is the carbon cost for a diagnosis that we create in radiology. When we do an x-ray, when we do a CT scan, uh, for anyone that's maybe hurt their knee, uh, perhaps a skiing accident and, and uh, had to get a knee MRI, you know, what, what's, what's the carbon cost of getting that scan? We don't have the answers to that, but those, that's gonna be something that we want to start understanding. And we can consider it just like we do in, in radiology with x-rays, what is the radiation cost for, for some of the scans that we do? You know, it's so critical that you bring this up. I actually wrote a piece about how telehealth is reducing or contributing to the reduction of carbon emissions. So when people don't have to visit their doctor and they're seeing their doctor, as we're talking right now, over, over um, obviously, you know, you know, 5G bandwidth, the internet, um, we, we're reducing the carbon footprint. Every little bit contributes to this. You know, one of the things that I've got to think about, I'd love to get your point of view on is the um, AMA and other major medical associations, uh, you know, really have to get in there and advocate for 
as you say, the reduction of our carbon footprint as part of medicine, as part of medicine. And what I'm, I'm really struck by, and I, I'm wondering if you could offer your, your counsel to us on, from my experience, having been in environmental affairs for the health innovation industry and, and having dealt with issues years ago, like Tom's River, New Jersey, where you know, barrels of, of chemical waste were, were buried, um, housing developments were built on top of them. We saw a disproportionate amount of pediatric cancer cases, um, usually blood cancers, leukemias. Um, and we, we recognize that there is some connection between this and that. Flint, Michigan, we recognize there's some connection between this and that. So it's a two-part question, um, and it's not to put you on the spot. It's to take full advantage of your expertise with us today. One, why is it that we are constantly repeating the same mistakes? We know lead in pipes causes health risks. Doesn't always have to be life-threatening health risks, but it's health risks. Flint, Michigan is a great example of that. That's one. And two, um, what do we need to do from a public policy and public health standpoint to get on top of, first and foremost, the given health risks to our well-being that are really caused by um, environmental neglect? Uh, Those are just fantastic questions. And to to get to the point, you know, why do we repeat our mistakes? That's like, that's the, it's the art of being human. We, uh, you know, how, how many times do we, uh, do we consider, um, you know, fighting with other countries as we're, we're, uh, we're noticed right now in the, in the world sphere. I, I think, um, the more we can talk about it, the more we can normalize the conversation, we can ask questions and we can ask what we can do differently. And I think I'm a, I'm a huge optimist in, in the future. I'm a huge optimist in terms of the younger generations. And I think they, uh, they will push those like you and me and older to, 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 to do better, to be better. And I, uh, I, I think the more we can talk about it, and we can point out where we have, uh, we've perhaps changed and we can use those as models. Uh, a great example, uh, if we want to look at how a, a town, a city has changed, is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, steel town. I grew up, even though I grew up in Washington, I love the, I love the Steelers as a kid in their heyday. Um, and it used to be that you would go in Pittsburgh and you could put your hand out on the car and you would get soot. Uh, you know, and now it's turned into this incredible uh, healthcare and uh, engineering and robotics uh, uh, center. You, you think about how Cleveland has, you know, you'd have the river on fire, river on fire. And now, and now of course, it's, it's, it's grown remarkably in terms of healthcare. So we have opportunities where we can say, when we change the, our practices that are polluting, we can elevate the, uh, really the, the, the status of everyone in this city. And we can point to Pittsburgh we can point to Cleveland as examples where that's happened and where we see maybe there's not that movement yet, 
for instance, with fossil fuels, and I'll call out like West Virginia, there's a real lot, like how, how does, how, how, how do we get states to recognize that they can try and invent their future by making choices today? You know, I, I'm thinking when you're talking about Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland, and Nashville, um, interestingly enough, these are cities with mega medical centers embedded in the heart of the city. The University of Pittsburgh Medical Center is uh, certainly in the area of transplantation, for instance, is you now the, you know, Tom Starzl created that as one of the, the epic centers of, uh, of clinical innovation for transplantation. Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic, um, um, really looking at the, 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 the community-based healthcare centers, Nashville, University of, of um, Vanderbilt University Medical Center is not just a big medical institution. It has scores of community-based medical centers. Um, so it, it, with your leadership, and, and here you're, you're a chaired professor of medicine, you're, you straddle two departments, engineering and interventional radiology. You're working with cancer patients. So I, I, I'm going to ask you to safely prophesize Will, will we see the rise of people like you embedded in major medical centers all of a sudden creating some sense of sensible, trustworthy public awareness movement on the grass tops, state grass tops, grassroots basis that gets our nation moving? And do hospitals have a bigger public health policy role to play in the environmental health movement? Now, we, we've kind of looked at um, corporations, or we've looked at corporations to do that in terms of um, ESG reporting, you know, environment, sustainability, and governance reporting. Maybe, or not, you'll tell us, maybe hospitals need more read omres to step forward and say, hey, we're leading a national movement of awareness. Why? We're health experts, and we know the connection between planetary health and human health listen to us, we have to work toward human health, how planetary health. What do you think? A hundred percent agree. This is our decade. The time is now. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen whether hospitals want it to happen or not. And when we look at what we've endured with this pandemic, we have to do this. Uh, and if, uh, you know, what, what the pandemic taught us as major medical centers that we have to step out of our lane. We have to go beyond the boundaries of our campuses. And if we use the vaccines as an example, this is where we had, uh, we had the discoveries in academic medicine. You know, the Moderna vaccine sparked by, by a donation from Dolly Parton. Uh, at Vanderbilt and then le leading to the Moderna vaccine. And we, we see those, uh, we see that science turn into something that is a tangible product. We need to have that made at scale. We need industry for that. And we need policy to come from the government to help. Like we, so no entity in this case could have tried to manage COVID alone. And we could hardly manage it, even uh, if we want to say working together. But you know, it, it didn't go as cleanly as we would want it. But we we have you know we 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 went through it, and unfortunately, we lost so many people. Um, 
we we actually hopefully are now in this uh you know we're going to see it increasingly in the rear view mirror we need to take all of that that we did in covid and it needs to be a learn for what we do with the climate crisis and we can take all of the pain that we have endured with covid and turn that into something that can be used to teach us for what we can and cannot do in the future and how we might do it better, we might do it faster, or we might do it more carefully. Listening to you, having come also from a, a public policy perspective and, and working in, in, uh, in government settings, I, um, I hope, I, I don't want, I certainly don't want um, uh, Vanderbilt to lose you, but I, I, hope to, I hope to hear your voice in not only the state capitol, but um, in the federal capital. But with the time we have left, could you share with us three points that you would like us to remember from our conversation today? I'm going to share with you the fourth point, which is I invite everybody to follow uh, you, Dr. Reed Omri. You're at, at Reed Omri on Twitter. I invite everybody to follow you on social media, follow your podcast. Climate is us. Is that correct? That was our episode uh, from uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, very, very pleased with that. So, so please follow follow uh, Dr. Omri's podcast programs and and papers. What, what's your What's your big takeaway? What's our call to action here? Yeah. So, so three uh, points. I would say n- number one is we need to start uh, uh, talking uh, uh, about this. We we need to to raise it uh, when we are in hospital meetings, uh, when we are speaking with uh, students, when we are recruiting individuals. We need to talk about this as as something that we are addressing and something that we realize is a way to uh, to recruit the the top talent into organizations. Uh, second, I I I think we need to uh, to ask the right questions. Um, how do we uh, how do we change our practices? Uh, what might we do differently moving uh, forward? And, and third, I would say we need to convert the, that talk and those questions into action. And we can convert it into action by embedding a planetary mindset into our daily practices within our health systems. Uh, So when we think about how do we source our supplies, uh, if we're comparing uh, uh, two products by asking the vendors, could you uh, share with us your uh, uh, either your carbon footprint or your your plan for uh, uh, circular design. Uh, And when we start doing that, then we really start changing what's happening within our medical centers, which allows us to change what's happening outside of our medical centers. Dr. Reed Omre, what a privilege and an honor to have you with us today. Follow Dr. Omre on all his social channels, his website. I want to thank you. Obviously, planet, it's planetary health equals public health. Thank you. Thank you so much. A real honor. And that's a wrap for today's broadcast. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in and our very special guest, physician, scientist, educator, innovation, and climate activist, Dr. Reed Omari, professor and chair of radiology at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and professor of biomedical engineering at Vanderbilt University School of Engineering. 
Follow Dr. Omri's work on Twitter by at Reed Omri, that's R-E-E-D-O-M-A-R-Y, at V-U-M-C Radiology, and at V-U-M-C underscore insights, respectively. You can learn more about Health Unabashed on the program page at healthcarenowradio.com. We air weekdays at 10.30 a.m., 6.30 p.m., and 2.30 a.m. for the night shift, Eastern, or 7.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 11.30 p.m. Pacific. Do keep the conversation going with Gil and me on Twitter via at Gil underscore Bash, that's B-A-S-H-E, and Greg Masters, M-P-H, and that's Greg with two Gs. And remember to tag your tweets with hashtag health unabashed. Until next time, stay unapologetically passionate about improving health. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>